And here's an ad from our sponsors. Have you ever heard about Anchor? Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It is free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute the podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome everybody to the Be Fearless podcast. Today I have an amazing guest and she's a wife, a mom of two beautiful girls. She joined network marketing nine years ago as a broke single mom. And today she's the founder and CEO of Moms and Heels, where she teaches business mom to slay online sales uh, and create their own personal uh, brand. I mean, I'm so excited. I'm having a fun moment, but don't tell her. Anyway. Welcome, welcome, Marina Simone. Hi, Marina. Hello. How are you? I'm so excited to I be here. to have you here. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> so tell to the audience, who was Marina Simone growing up and what was her dream? Yeah. So, you know, growing up when I think of... Uh, like who I was as a young kid, I always had major anxiety. <laughs> so like I was always the person who was like sitting in the corner of a room until I felt comfortable to getting to know someone or getting to know the area, which was funny. But the second that I felt comfortable enough, I became very bossy um, and a leader, right? That's that's what I look at now. I'm like, oh, you're not just bossy, you're, you were a leader. Um, but my biggest dream was becoming an attorney and living in New York City, walking with a briefcase and my high heels being like, that was like my dream. Like that's what made it was for me growing up. And a lot of that had to do with my mom. She was, she was, she was an independent woman and she was a single mom of three of us girls. So watching her be so independent made me want to be independent too. That's amazing. So you, your dream was uh, being an attorney. Um, well, personally speaking, I I had that dream too. At some point, I I end up doing something similar or something close to it. But how how do you end up then in like network marketing? I yeah. Mean, like what make you change from your dream to your current path? So I went to school and I became to, for, to be a paralegal to start, you know, the way up to the attorney. And I was like, how many more years of this, what I would have to do. And I was like, that ain't working. So I was like, Oh, I got two more years and I can do accounting. And I loved numbers. All right. So I'll do that. I was bored. It was horrible. Like I worked in a cubicle. It was just the worst experience ever. But, and the worst part was, is that I wasn't even making enough money because I wasn't a CPA. I was just literally doing bookkeeping and 
you know, I wasn't making enough to, as a single mom to like even pay the bills. It was like ridiculous. And it was mm -hmm. honestly, it was embarrassing. Um, that's when a friend of mine from high school saw me struggle and introduced me to network marketing. And I remember he said, listen, it's like $670 to enroll. And I was like, wait, I have to pay to do this. Right. And I didn't get it. And mm -hmm. I was like, I don't have that. And he's like, well, can you sell stuff to get it? And I was like, uh, no. Now looking back, I'm like, duh, that would have made more sense. Instead, I borrowed the money from someone. Mm -hmm. And so that's how I got introduced to network marketing back in 2012, 2011, 12, one of those, one of those years. Oh my God. So Nine years uh, forward, and then you created this empire. Tell us what was your biggest, or what was the the biggest the, your habit that you needed to change the most in order to get to the success that you have today. I, I'm still growing. I just want to put that out there. I think that you know I haven't made it. I think that when you think you've made it is when you'll stop growing and you can actually lose everything you have created. And I know because I've been guilty of that. Um, in the last two years, I've really been able to find my flow of being a servant leader. I've really been able to connect to the journey versus the money in the last two years. And I will, I do have moments where I'm like, oh, I didn't sell enough or I didn't do this or I didn't hit the numbers that I wanted to. And I can start beating up on myself and I have to pull myself out of that and remember like, I'm here to serve. I got to give more. If I give more and serve more, the universe is going to give back. Stop mm -hmm. focusing on, you know, what didn't happen and focus on what you're doing, like what your mission is. And so that's been the last two years of of real transformation for me to really get even more in alignment with my mission and my brand and the people that I'm working with. Right. Yeah. Before that though, I was stuck at like in my network marketing business, I was stuck anywhere from like eight to $12,000 a month, which is incredible. Stop mm -hmm. it. Like amazing. Like I had never yeah. made more than 2,100 in a month, but for me it was like, okay, well, why can't I make more? Exactly. Why can't I get to multiple six figures? Why can't I get to seven? And the reason was because I was focusing, again, I was focusing on what I didn't have and not what I did have. And I wasn't focused on serving the organization. I was mm -hmm. trying to serve myself on how could I make more money? And in 2000, oh gosh, when was it? In 2015, 2016, 15, 16, I was like, okay, I'm sick of this. Like, what's going on here? And I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm not going to pay attention to what I don't have. I'm just going to focus on serving the people that are here. I'm going to serve them. I'm going to have fun and go help more people make $500 to $1,000 a month. And all of a sudden, there was just this massive growth that happened. And I was having fun. I wasn't stressed out about showing up for Zooms for teams. I wasn't stressed out about doing, because we still did meetings back then. Mm -hmm. Like, I was, I was in a place where I was... I found joy in the business. I love it. And that's what truly is like so exciting for me is when I start to see people in my organization find that joy all over again. I think and you just mentioned something is just find joy, find yes. the joy on, on what you do. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, just forget about focusing on numbers and then just like 
be focused on servicing other people. And that's so important that I think that too, not too many people do that. And that makes you so special. Uh, and I do admire you for that. Now, you, you, you said what you changed, which was your focus, your, your focus, you stop looking at numbers and focus on the people. Now, what make you go further than that and just start developing a company where you help other people develop brands? Mm. Like it's more out of the sales and more into building brands. Yeah, it's a good question. So I've always kind of been branding somehow, some way. So when I used to work in the club scene in Palm Beach County here, you know, I would brand events that we would have. And I kind of did it like on accident. I wasn't like I was doing it like, cause I knew I was branding. I didn't even know what it meant. But now looking back, like we had a group of us girls that I named us the Beast and Betty. So every time we showed up at a club, they knew the Beast and Bettys were there. None of us were named Betty by the way, right? Mm -hmm. And then, so I little by little, and then I branded a high heel and I branded a spoon with, you know, with my company. So. I started to do research on what branding meant. What did personal branding really mean? Because I knew I, I had an idea, but I didn't really understand. The whole, I didn't understand the whole the whole umbrella of it. In 2017, I like dove in and I was like, whoa. Like if you build a personal brand, there's there's like this umbrella of Marina Simone. And then there's like different branches mm -hmm. that come out of this umbrella. Exactly. And so I don't have to just be the girl with the shaker bottle. I don't have to just be the mom. I don't have to just be anything. I can be all the things as long as it's in alignment with Marina Simone. It's in alignment with yeah. the impact. It's in alignment. And so I love that you said that word alignment, because once you lose alignment on any of those branches, the whole thing just crumbles. Yes. Yes. It's so true. And the second that I'm out of alignment with my mission or my values, something will not be successful. It won't. It's like, it's, it's like the energy is so off. My mom used to say that it was like when you had, you know, a godly person and then somebody who was not godly at all. And it was like repelling. It's the same kind of thing with my brand. Like uh, any kind of collaborations that aren't supposed to work out, it repels. And I've, I've, I, I'm truly grateful for that because, you know, sometimes I have made really not great decisions when it comes to choosing people. So I'm grateful for the <laughs> repel, <laughs> right? right? I'm, I'm grateful for the repel of it. Um, but being in alignment is so important. The branding piece too, you know, now more than ever is a necessity, right? Like yes. what makes you stand out if you're selling something? Exactly. What makes you, you, what makes your podcast different? What makes this person's, you know, TikTok different? What makes this person's emails that they receive different? It's all a piece of the branding and how you want to be remembered. I'm remembered when people are shopping for high heels. They send me pictures of heels when they think of me. That's branding. Yes. Right. And then when they think of cubicle to throne, they think of me, slay online sales. They think of me. That's branding. You mm -hmm. know, I was thinking about this too the other day. I buy certain brands based on commercials, based mm -hmm. on people that are promoting it. And there's brands I won't touch because of those same things, right? Yeah. That's powerful. 
It is powerful. We can be our own little brands. Oh, shoot. I was oh, in. Yeah. I'm in. <laughs> um, now, um, now you have me thinking how, how I brand fire because that's how I feel right now. I'm so on fire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, in, in the, I love I love everything that you said, and I think that one of uh, the things that I love from your brand and brand is your authenticity. You're mm -hmm. so authentic. You're so yourself, and um, I see that on everything that you put out there. Uh, like it's so um, unique. Even if people try to copy it, I know. Okay, that's that's Marina's Simone. <laughs> um, so. And and is that magic? Is that magic that you create on your brand? And it's amazing that you can get to help other people to to create that magic. Uh, now you at the beginning said that you know looking back, you know and and you know now that you have all this knowledge on you know that we're marketing and uh, coaching people, uh, you said that that you look back and you know just like thinking about uh, your. Um, approach on how invest, you know, making that initial investment. What are the things that Marina Simone invest these days? So when I first got started in investing, I was scarcity mindset. I was holding all my money. I was hoarding it. If I was making it, it was for me. It wasn't going anywhere else. Right. And I wasn't even doing the whole tax thing the right way in the beginning either. I was like, wait, I got to pay taxes on this money. What do you mean? Um, <laughs> So yeah, and I'm, I'm grateful that that shifted because again, abundant mindset, right? And mm -hmm. investing in ourselves is the most important thing we can do. And when I say that, I think, you know, I remember the old me who would think in their head, oh, sure, you just want my money. Literally, that's what I used to think of coaches and people mm -hmm. that were selling tickets to events and yeah, you just want my money. No, they were trying to give back. And the, they, from giving we're receiving. Exactly. Right? And so I'm like, Oh, finally, I understood it. So, you know, I invest in masterminds in masterminds where I am the person making the least amount of money in the room. If I'm the one making the most amount of money in the room, I'm in the wrong room. Mm -hmm. Because I'm not gonna learn anything. Exactly. Instead, I'm going to be the mentor, which I don't mind. But I need to know going into certain situations, okay, if I'm going to be the mentor in it, then I need to be somewhere else receiving information. So, you know, I make sure that I'm investing. You know, I don't even have a budget. My mom yelled at me the other day. She's like, you need to have a budget for how much? And I'm like, okay, well, I can't, I'm not really great at that. <laughs> Thanks mom. That's your job. Right. But, um, the, the feeling of not being afraid to invest in myself mm -hmm. is such a great feeling. Yes. And I mean, like, if I had to take out a loan to go and invest $500,000 into something, I wouldn't be scared to do it. And it's because I know investing in myself is always going to bring a return somewhere. Maybe mm -hmm. not tomorrow. I've, I've accepted that because I'm impatient as hell. Like, I'm so impatient. I'm like, okay, it's okay if the investment doesn't pay off today. It will down the road. Time. It will in every single investment that I've made has turned into triple or quadruple the investment of what I've made in a, in a mentor, in a mastermind, in a coaching, in a book that I've read, anything. And um, that's cool. That's so cool. Because knowing that confirms that I can continue to invest and I'll continue to get a return. Amazing. What is your favorite 
training that you ever invested money in and what is your favorite book? So my favorite book for network marketing is The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. Love that book. I Me just, too. So tiny, was, but so with so much information. It, it was so, so much information, right? I go back and read it like every year. But I just think it's so important for somebody who's never been in business before, who doesn't understand, you know, how business works. Because we don't, we none of us came, well, not most of us didn't come with a PhD in business. Exactly. Like, you know what I mean? So like we're just, we're experiencing it versus learning how to do it the perfect the perfect way, right? I yeah, kind so, said she loves the compound effect too. <laughs> yes. So love it. Love it. So that would be that book for sure. If you're someone who's really like, I want to get started in branding, but I'm like, not sure. The story brand is a great book. I don't, mm -hmm. who, I don't know why I'm blanking. I, I think I'm halfway on that one. Yeah. It's a really great book. And yes. what it really it shows the experiences you've had of being just as, as important as, as a degree. Yeah. Your experience and what you've been through is a learning moment for someone else. It's a teaching moment for you. It's a yes. servant moment for you. And um, I just want to help more women tap into that. Realize that you don't have to have a PhD. You don't have to be a personal trainer. You don't have to be an expert makeup artist, right? You don't mm -hmm. have to be all those things. And your brand is, is, is internal. Exactly. It's not, it's not a tangible thing. That's right. And, um, what, what was your favorite training you said? Um, so the favorite training I've ever been in, it's actually one that I'm in right now. I'm in a training right now and it's, I'm a dork when it comes to Facebook ads, Instagram ads, YouTube ads, like I'm the biggest dork and that's like where my brain's at. So I'm in a mastermind with Billie Jean marketing right now. And okay. I just love the way his marketing he works. Yeah. He's a genius. And yes. yeah. So I'm excited. I'm excited about that. Amazing. Um, okay. So we talk about personal development. We talk about how you align. We talk about all that branding, all that. Now let's talk about more of the personal and inner Marina Simone. Like, what is what really moves you at a personal level? What what is what yeah. requires you? You know, whenever I'm on a branding call with someone and they have that light bulb moment of, oh my gosh, this this is what I'm meant to do, that lights me up. Like just like to a whole nother level. It gets me so excited. When I'm not moving forward in anything I'm doing, um, anxiety will start for me. And I can find myself getting into a place where I start to beat up on myself, question myself, doubt myself. So um, I have to be really intentional with my brain and how I treat my brain. Because <laughs> I, <can, laughs> I can end up down a dark hole real quick. Um, <laughs> oh, I think we all do. We yeah, all do. We all have those moments where we just like get in the yes, funk. Now, tell it. me, how do you get out of that funk? Like, what, what the things that you do? Support. So, like, you know, I have a therapist. You know, my husband is my other therapist, right? Yes. <laughs> and then, you know, my mom, she's incredible. I always, I stopped repelling the people that were trying to help me and stopped thinking that everybody was trying to tell me how to be and, and instead just embraced it and listened and mm -hmm. um, take what I need and don't take what I don't. And also uh, meditation. I've been meditating for the past three months in the morning and it's been 
I've had to because I've had so much anxiety around my event. And even with the meditation, I've been like freaking nuts. But the meditation, it's just been nice to actually ground myself mm -hmm. and get really clear on what I want to do in the next five years. And so I meditate on that every morning now. And that's been that's been really awesome. That's fantastic. So you do all these things and that just make me ask you, what is a daily routine on Marina Simone's life? Oh, well, so the brand is one business and the network marketing is the other business. And then I have two daughters, right? Mm -hmm. So, and we're all home. So one of the things in my office is actually doesn't matter how big the house is because the office is actually right where the TV room is. And that's where my two-year-old plays all day with the nanny. And so <laughs> it's a crazy <laughs> household. Um, but I've been waking up at seven. I, I, my new, my newest routine, the one that I'm, you know, trying to stick to um, waking up at seven, immediately doing a workout, meditating right after the workout, making sure, um, You know, then I shower and get ready for my day. And then, then I'll check my emails. Then I check my Facebook. Then I check, you know, my, all my things, my messages and all the things. But um, prospecting also is something I do very first thing in the morning. Very Fantastic. first thing, you know, so, and then through there, I mean, I have meetings that are set up with private coaching clients or whatever, but I have specific times where I'm working my network marketing business to continue to move that forward as well. That's fantastic. So let's say how, how many hours at a day you work? Then? So my brand is a full-time gig, right? We have eight people that work for the Bombs and Heels brand now. And, you know, we're doing blogs and social media things and interviews and all kinds of crazy things to grow the brand. So that's a full-time job. So I probably work about five to six hours a day for my brand. And then my network marketing business is probably like an hour, an hour and a half. So I'm a full-time worker, but you know, uh, my phone goes down at like, I don't know, seven, seven Like I don't even touch it until I put the baby mm -hmm. to bed. And, and I've gotten really better at not working at the evening because It just gives me anxiety. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think I can get more done and I actually can't. You know, I'm not productive at those hours. I'm not. So there's yeah. just no point. And it's also uh, how much the brain can handle information, how much information yeah. we can put into it throughout, yes. you know, that uh, creative period of time. Uh, but it, it definitely feels so much when we disconnect and just mm -hmm. spend time with ourselves or families. Uh, what is your favorite uh, activity to do with your family? Um, I love to shop. That's my favorite activity with my girls. That sounds horrible. I know it's so bad. It's I'm okay. It's okay. I, I, mean, I mean, I, I sometimes shopping. I do have those moments where Amazon can stop, you know, visiting my house yeah. for some reason. I can yeah, still cannot I get don't it. Even know. So <laughs> it's so, so funny because my 11, she'll be 11 on Friday and she's like, I want to go shopping this weekend. I'm like, okay, where do you want to go and why? And I'm just grateful that I'm able to do that and not have to look, check my bank account. Right. Uh -huh. But she's such a little shopper, just like me. It's so funny. Her TikTok, <laughs> she made a TikTok about her dad telling her not to shop on Amazon anymore. And she like did a trend and I'm like, look at you. You're so cute. She's <laughs> I love it. Oh my God. That's amazing. So, but you know, you said you help people. You do all these things. I mean, and 
I I am so like in awe with you right now. I'm like, oh my gosh, like how you handle all. And I would like you to share a list, top three things that you do to manage it all mm. with the lifestyle and all the things that you do. Just share those top three things with the audience today. And um, just, I, I mean, it's just go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So one of the things that I learned from John and Nadia Milton is outsourcing. If you think you can do it all by yourself and you try to do it all by yourself, you're going to burn out. You're going to be exhausted. And so where, where are areas in your life that you can outsource? So for example, we outsource the deep cleaning of the house because that's time and you can't get time back. And so time is valuable to me because that means more time I can either spend with my family or more time I can do something. So what can you outsource? Um, maybe you can outsource the laundry. Maybe you can outsource your house getting cleaned. Maybe you can outsource the meal prep. I actually just took the meal prep back over because I didn't like a meal plan company, but, <laughs> <laughs> but and I actually enjoy cooking. I forgot that I enjoyed that piece of it. So, you know, back to meal prepping again, but what are the things that is busy work that you could literally pay someone else to do, you know, and there are virtual assistants that are, you know, in the Philippines and that are in other countries that don't have the same opportunities that maybe you do and you can bless them and bless okay. them with, you know, seven, $8 an hour. I mean, and that's a lot of money to them. They can build yeah. houses, you know, with that kind of money in some countries. And so I love that we are able to do that with virtual assistants for, Certain things like answering emails. I don't have time for that anymore, you know? So that's outsourced. Um, all my social media DMs is me and it's a virtual assistant that helps me. If somebody's asking questions, she knows the answer to, but most of the time it's me responding. So that's like number one really is if you're gonna have enough time to do all the things, you have to outsource because you can't be everywhere. And you wearing multiple hats is actually a disservice to your audience and disturbing because you're trying to do all the things, you're gonna be frustrated. Exactly. You're gonna be exhausted. So outsourcing, number one, for sure. Number two is making family time a priority and then being very intentional when I'm working. So I used to literally be up till one or two in the morning. This was back in 2017. And then I was up at seven. I was getting no sleep mm -hmm. and, and I, I was, I was very reactive and I, everything I was doing felt desperate. And so when I, it was honestly when I ended up getting on medication too, but like really being clear with these are the work hours and these are the non-work hours on Sundays. I don't even, I barely touch my phone, which is hilarious because my mom's like, you used to always be on your phone. Now you're not on it. And I'll even have it to where I have my phone and it'll be like this down. Right. So yes. I can't even see the notifications flash on. So that's been important too, is prioritizing the family time and here's the work time. I love it. Yeah. And then, I mean, as far as like the third piece of it is accepting help because I wanted for so long, I just thought independence meant like all you and no help. Yeah. You know, I don't feel like a bad mom because I have a nanny. I used to feel really bad, like the thought that I even wanted one. And I, I don't feel that way anymore. And I'm so grateful for her because I could not do the things that I do without her. I did first time I did. I said, I call it, I did organic with the first kid, right. And building a business. And it was, it was a lot for us. And yeah. so, 
yeah, so I would say definitely accepting help and asking for help when needed is most important. Amazing. I have a question from the audience. Um, Di Carter is asking, what is the focus on one hour network marketing? Like, why do you focus on that hour? So I'm working multiple platforms. So my 333 method I'm doing on Instagram. I'm doing on Facebook. I'm doing on LinkedIn. I'm doing on TikTok, right? Because I'm maximizing my reach. And so um, if I have, you know, a video that, you know, pops off on TikTok, then I'm going to spend more time there than I do somewhere else. But my, my one hour is I set my timer for 20 minutes to three, three, three on Facebook, all 20 minutes, the three, three, three on Instagram, all 20 minutes to three, three, three on TikTok. Um, and I don't count creating content as working my business. Okay. And I think that's a big piece of what most people are counting Creating content is your marketing. You're not working. It's marketing. And marketing is not prospecting. Marketing is not working your business. It's it's needed for social yeah. media and the marketing piece of it, but that's not actively working your business. So, yeah. I like it. I love it so much. I mean, we have got so many good nuggets from this interview and you're amazing. Oh, I can't you. wait. I know you have an event coming up. So I would like you to tell the, the uh, audience about this upcoming event on July, which I'm so excited for. Yeah. So our Slay Online Sales Summit is July 30th and 31st. And it's in West Palm Beach, Florida, but it's actually not, um, you can't come in person anymore, but it's virtual. And there's a link. You can also go to slayonlinesalesummit.com um, where you can find it. But basically, you know, we're going to be talking all things TikTok, all things Instagram Reels, all things, you know, ads. And um, Clubhouse is going to be a really, really big conversation that we have because Clubhouse has been absolutely incredible for yeah. networking. I have missing on that because I have an Android. Oh, I thought they didn't just open it up for Android yet. I mean, come on, no. you gotta get with the program. So, you know, we're gonna have just incredible seven and eight figure earners that are gonna be there teach. I mean, we have eight figure earners that are gonna be there, which is insane to me. Um, and our, you know, our keynote speaker, Shalene Johnson, like who the, like who would have thunked it? I've somebody I've stalked for so long said yes to being my keynote speaker. And I'm just so grateful because, you know, the seven and eight figure earners that have built very successful network marketing businesses and built successful brands are giving their time freely to all of us. Mm -hmm. And I'm just grateful for that. So it's July 30th and 31st and the um, virtual tickets, the early birds are still on sale right now. Fantastic. And uh, where uh, people can find you or join your community on Facebook? Yeah, so we have a group called Moms Who Slay in the Facebook group. And I just do a lot of free stuff in there. We do free challenges. Plus, it's a great place to ask questions and have other leaders that are in the group. I think we're up to like 18,000, 17,000 people in there or something. Um, all in network marketing and all, you know, in marketing that are looking to, you know, slay online sales. So fantastic. Yeah. And you also have a website, right? I do momsandheels.com. I don't do much on there except blog. So like, just go to the blog. Don't look at anything else. Nothing's updated, but the <laughs> blog is, and I do every week we pop out a new episode. That's awesome. Well, thank you, Marina Simone for being here with us. Any last word for our audience? 
No, thank you so much for having me. I can't wait to squeeze you. Yay, me too. <laughs> if finally, I'm going to get my fan moment in person. Like, it's oh going to be amazing. We're going to have so much fun. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be awesome. Well, thank you one more time for being here with us and, and you know, giving us your time. Uh, for everybody out there, don't forget to follow, like, and all the platform. We're on Facebook. As a DM Dagmar Torres, you can also search by Be Fearless Podcast on Instagram at the Success Strategist, and also you can find the podcast voice uh, version of it of this in Anchor at um, Dagmar Torres Be Fearless Podcast. We also are in Spotify and many other platforms. So, in the meantime, until the next episode, don't forget to unlock your potential and be fearless. Until the next time. See you then. Bye.